Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Christian Podcast. At Faith Christian, our purpose is to help people find and follow Jesus. For more information about Faith Christian, check out our website, fccnp.org, or stop by on a Sunday morning. We'd love to meet you. Now we hope you enjoy this recent teaching from Faith Christian Church. For the privilege of being not only your people, but your children, created by you, adopted by you into your family, made by you, and then made again in your, not only in your image, but in the likeness of Jesus, as you have recreated us through your mercy and grace and love into new creatures, into new people made to follow, serve you. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you have done. And now, Father, as we, in this church service, as we come to a time where we examine Scripture, as we read these words of Jesus today, as we listen to your heart from these ancient words, we ask you to speak to us. That you, through your Holy Spirit, would move in this room, you would move in our ears and our brains, convict us, move in our hearts, and move that into our hands and feet so that we would serve you and serve the people in the community around us. God, would you teach us how to love better as we love all around us, friends, enemies, strangers alike. Teach us to love better. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Hey, it's great to see all of you here today. We, um, uh, this is a big day for us. Uh, we're having our first ever ministry fair today. I hope that when you came uh, through the atrium this morning, you got a donut and uh, began some conversations with some of our ministry leaders out there uh, in the atrium. We'll have more time to do that after the service. We'll talk about that as we move along this morning. But this, uh, we're excited that you're here today for this. Also want to remind you here in just a couple of weeks on October the 22nd, that Sunday night, one of our biggest events of the year takes place. We call it Flannel by the Fire. And on that Sunday evening, uh, down there on our our property down uh, below the parking lot, uh, big bonfire. We're going to have axe throwing, a pumpkin patch, uh, face painting, all kinds of fun stuff for all ages. This is not just a kid's event. This is for everyone. This is a great time for you to bring someone you know, a neighbor, a friend, uh, come, and we're going to have some chili, and uh, just it'll be all kinds of fun. We'll talk more about it next week, um, but we want to be sure you've got that on your uh, radar, and that you're planning to be here on October 22nd, um, that Sunday evening, for our uh, flannel by the fire event. Well, this fall, we've been in this sermon series we're calling Say Yes. And the challenge before us uh, in this sermon series is to, for all of us, uh, all of us who call Faith Christian home, all of us who uh, follow Jesus, all of us who are maybe even sort of interested in following Jesus, for all of us to take God's um, offer to participate in his kingdom, to allow him to be the king of our lives and then to find our place of participation in the kingdom, not just tourists, not just watchers, not just um, viewers, spectators, but participants in God's kingdom. And we've taken these words of Jesus where he prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I've translated that into Larry E's to say, may up there come down here. Because the kingdom of God is not just about when we get to go to heaven. Can't wait, looking forward to it. But in the meantime, because I'm not quite ready to get on that bus quite yet, in the meantime, let's bring the kingdom of God here because the kingdom of God is here and it is now. And what does that look like? Well, it looks like those of us who, who claim Jesus to be our king, we live in that kingdom. And wherever Jesus is, that's what the kingdom looks like. 
And so the kingdom is a place of peace and a place of joy and a place of love and a place of compassion. And we're trying to figure out how we can do that, what that looks like. And there's all kinds of ways that it looks like. And so if you were here last week, we talked uh, for, the first, for, for the first week, and it's kind of part two of last week's message, about finding our place of service, a participation in or through a, a local church. Now, if you were here last week, you heard me tell a story about when I was a little kid and I was super, super cute. As if that ever changed, right? Yeah, I see how you are out there, right? And I told a story last week, if you were here or you heard the message of the podcast online, the first time I went off a high dive and the fear climbing up and finally going off the high dive and what a thrill that was. My wife reminded me of a great story when I, I mean, she, she goes, well, I don't know why I don't read your notes before the sermon. I got a better story than that. Like, all right, what's the better story? And she reminded me of a time we were, our family was on vacation. This is maybe five, six years ago now. We were in Florida, and we were up in the panhandle of North Florida. We've been at the beach with my whole extended family, big, big week and celebration time. And we're coming home, and we stopped at one of these, um, in Florida, they have these natural springs, these state parks that are built around these natural springs. They're beautiful. Um, water comes up out of the aquifer into the, there's, there's woods, and there's beautiful crystal clear water. You can see all the way through. And uh, so we went to one of these springs. When we lived in Florida, we used to do this all the time, wanted to take our children to see one of these springs. So we get, the spring, get to this state park. Um, put our swimsuits and stuff on, go down to this huge, big, this is called the boils where the water comes up. Huge, that's probably, I don't know, a couple hundred feet wide, um, big circle, and there's people swimming. They've got this diving platform, or used to be a diving platform, a big concrete thing, sits up about maybe eight feet off the, course, uh, off the surface of the water. When we get there, everybody kind of looks in. I'm like, all right. So I dive in and turn around so I can help my children jump in because Caroline, our youngest, is probably six at the time. And as I turn around, as I come up, kind of wiping the water out of my eyes, as I turn around, Caroline is in the air. She didn't wait for it to say, okay, daddy's ready. She didn't wait for that. She didn't give a rip about that. She saw daddy jump in, I'm jumping in. She's in the air jumping in, fully committed to jumping in. Now, what we didn't tell her was the water is always 72 degrees. Always, year round. And so it was a bit of a shock to her system when she hit the water. But I love the picture of not even waiting for daddy to say, all right, baby, come on, come on, you can do it. You, I didn't have to do that. She, was, she saw daddy jumped in, I'm jumping in. And I think that is an amazing picture of what I'm challenging you to do today. To say yes to finding your place of ministry in or through the church for you to, hey, folks, it's time to jump in. Not wait for the preacher to go, come on, come on, baby, you can do it. I'm gonna do my best to do that today. But you, it's time. Cannonball, splash dive, belly flop. I don't care how you do it. It's time for you to jump in. That you, as a part of this church, you as a participant in God's kingdom, that you are involved in doing something either in the church or through the church to benefit someone else. That's why I pray every week. God, teach us how to love better. We want to love better. We want to serve the people around us the people in our neighborhoods, the people in our workplaces, the people in our schools. Because if you don't do that, this whole thing of finding and following Jesus, that's our goal here at Faith Christian, find and follow, helping people find and follow Jesus. If you don't take your, I'll say it like this, if you don't take your religion, your Christianity, and turn it out to someone else, then it becomes Something happened about there. You're telling, there's no slides. Okay, no slides. All right, we'll get the slides later. All right, we'll do it without slides. If, if you are only focused on yourself, 
you will miss the best part of being a Christian. You'll miss the best part of following Jesus. And your religion, your Christianity, it'll be Dolesville. But you get involved and you begin to love better and you begin to serve somebody else, all of a sudden, your entire experience following Jesus, your entire life, your perspective's gonna change, your purpose is gonna change, your joy, your peace, your contentment, it's gonna change. But if it's only focused on you, well, it's just gonna be under, you're just gonna stay under that little rock for a long time. Now, I know every time we talk about getting involved, doing ministry, that it's easy to think, well, th- 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 there's no way I can do that. I-, I don't have any gifts. I don't have any abilities. I-, I don't have any time. There's other people who can do that. There's other people we pay to do that. Um, I'm just going to watch. I'm going to spectate, and I'm going to benefit and move on. Well, Jesus tells us this great story in Matthew 25 where he's going to walk through some principles about how to use the things, the gifts, the abilities that God has given us. It's a really cool story about a wealthy landowner that goes away for a period of time. He trusts and trusts his servants, some people, with everything he has to three different people. Now, I want to look at the story because the landowner in the story represents God and the servants in the story represent us. And it's another one of these stories, we've looked at a bunch of these already in this Say Yes series. It's another one of these stories that Jesus tells to give us a picture of what the kingdom looks like. Here's what the kingdom of God looks like. This is one of the pictures. Again, it's not just when we go to heaven, but may up there come down here. Listen to what, how Jesus tells the story. This is Matthew 25, beginning of verse 14. Again, it will be like, that's the key, it will be like, the kingdom of heaven is like. It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents of money, to another, two talents, and to another, one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Now, let's talk about this for just a second. A talent in this story, a talent is about 15 years' salary. This is a sizable chunk of change. This is not just a couple of bucks. This is a sizable piece of property, a piece of money. To the original audience, when Jesus tells the story in the first century, this would have blown their mind that anyone would have access to those kind of riches, that, that their stuff was liquidated and there was that much of it. They would have immediately known, the original audience, that the person, this, this landowner, This man going on a journey was a very, very wealthy person. And they know that the people getting this opportunity are getting in on the ground level. They, uh, there's a, this is a growing organization. This is a wonderful moment, a great opportunity for them to demonstrate their creativity, their ingenuity, their business acumen, and they think they have a tremendous chance to prove themselves to their master. Huge amount of wealth exciting opportunity, a chance to do something great. So right away from this story, we learn a couple of things about God and about us. The first one is this. God gives something to everybody. Yeah, he does. God gives something to everybody. There are no, in this story, there are no, no talent people. No one in the story gets nothing. And can I just tell you, there are no no talent people in this church. Everybody has something. 
Every single one of you has something. It may not be what you wanted. It may not be what somebody else has. But everybody has something. God gives everybody something. Here's the second thing this story tells us about God. God does not give equally. Remember when you were a kid and you'd say to your mom, Mom, that's not fair. And mom would go, life's not fair. Get over it. Get a helmet, right? Well, guess what? She was right. She was right. Life's not always fair. And God's not always fair either. God doesn't give equally. In this story, one person gets five, and one person gets two, and one person gets one. But everybody got something. What I've, one of the things I've noticed is that the thing that keeps most of us from developing any sort of, of personal ministry, any sort of, of, of getting involved and participating in service in or through the church, is because we think we need to have what somebody else has. And we resent that we don't have what they have. And every time we compare our gifts and talents to somebody else's, that means we don't use the ones, the gifts, the talents that we've been given. Maybe, let me try to explain it like this. Think about it the way you view generosity. Have you ever said, I would be so generous if I hit that Powerball last night. I would give so much money to the church if I hit the Powerball. You ever said that? Because I did. (laughs) Or, I would be so generous if I had their kind of money. Which means, I won't be generous with what I do have. If I'm always thinking, I would do it if, that means I won't do it with what I do have. Or think about it this way. If I had their talent, if I had their abilities, if I could preach like that guy, I could change the world. Which means that you haven't recognized your own talent and your own abilities that you could use that God has given you. Everybody has something, even if it's not what somebody else has. Let me take a time out for just a second before we get back to the story. Some of you are thinking, I, I don't. I don't have any talents. What, what does that even mean? I think what that means is this. It starts with our natural God-given abilities. Some of you, some of you are just really good listeners. Some of you are really good communicators. Some of you are artists. Some of you are musicians. Some of you have administrative capabilities. Some of you are natural leaders. Some of you are just genuinely compassionate and empathetic. That's where it starts. It starts with just who you are naturally. And then the moment that you give your life to Christ... The moment that you say yes to Jesus, that you make him the king of your life, and you are baptized into him, and the Holy Spirit, God shows up living, takes up residence in your life. It's like the, the SIM card on your life has been changed, and it just changes everything about you, and God powers you with the natural abilities you already have. He takes those abilities, and he puts them on steroids, if you will. He pumps up the power a little bit so you can do something even greater. Listen to what Peter says, First Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well. Use them well 
to serve one another. What's this mean, spiritual gifts? Because we've seen all kinds of crazy things on TV or movies or you've seen a blog or something. And what, what, what is this all about? It's a little bit like this. It's using something you already have, but using it for God to benefit someone else so that God gets the recognition, God gets the glory, God gets the honor, not you. And when you do that, when you use what you already have for God to benefit someone else, it's like this thing that you have gets just an extra volt of, of power. Maybe I explain it like this. I know a lot of you have done um, DIY work around your house. Some of you have flipped houses and you've done remodeling and things at your house. I don't know what that's like. We've done a lot of that at our house. And every time my wife turns on that stupid Magnolia network and sees that God lover Joanna Gaines, I know I'm about to spend some money and I'm about to do, have to do some work. Well, one of the things that I've learned doing DIY stuff is the importance of having the right tool for the right job. And so during one of our projects, a couple years ago, I went out and I bought this. This is a tool. This is a sander, a little palm sander. And this thing works great. And it was the right tool I needed for the job we were doing. And I used the tool and it worked and it did great. Here's what I discovered about this palm sander. This thing will work whether it's plugged in or not. Right? I'll be here a while. It'll be hard hard work to do I'll sweat a lot I'll have won't be able to lift my arms enough to brush my teeth in the morning but I could get the job done without plugging this thing in but what happens when I plug it in then the right tool for the right job does what it's made to be done made to do and it does it with more power and it's easier and the job gets done quicker and more effectively and the same is true with the giftedness that God has given you you. You can use it for yourself or you can use it for your own benefit and you'll get things done. But when you surrender your life over to King Jesus and plug into his power and the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life and you're serving for his benefit and, and his glory and the benefit of others, it's like plugging it into the wall and it gets power and it does something exponentially bigger in your life and in other people's lives. In fact, what begins to happen is God begins to eventually give you more gifts. 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Paul goes on to say this, each person is giving something to do that shows who God is is. Isn't that a great promise? Each person is given something to do that shows who God is, and the variety is wonderful, which means you take your talents, your natural abilities, and you partner them up with God. You, you plug into the power. You partner with God, and then more gifts show up. And, and then it, here's what happens in a, in a community like a church. You take your, your, your talents, your abilities, you plug them in. I take my talents, my abilities, I plug them in. We work together. Great things begin to happen. 
Together, we accomplish amazing things. It might be generosity. It might be hospitality. It might be mercy. You don't know what it's going to be. But God's given something to everyone. And then God uses your personal passions and the things you give a rip about and things that get your heart beating faster. He gives you those things, things that you want to help out with, things you care about. And then God even uses your experiences. What you've been through, even, even the ones that did the most harm to you. Even those moments in your life that hurt, God can use that. Think about it. Who better to help someone going through a divorce than someone who's already gone through one and can see God on the other side of the tragedy and the trauma? Who better to help a family who's dealing with the diagnosis of autism in one of their children than a family who dealt with that years ago and has raised an autistic child? Even in our difficult days, we're able to use those things and God uses them and plugs them into his power source to change people's lives. Everybody has something, even if it's not what somebody else has. All right, let me get back to the story that Jesus tells in Matthew 25. The guy leaves on a trip. Look what happens. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. I love that phrase, went at once. It reminds me of a little girl jumping off a platform into a spring in Florida. Whee, let's go. At one, went at once. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. The first two guys go out, they put, get to work immediately, put the money to work. The last one hides it thinking, this will be fine. The master really doesn't care about it. It'll be fine. I'll just hide it in the ground. After a long time, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. What I love about this is another principle of what it means to, to deal with and, and, and to get involved with our own personal ministry is that when you use what you've been given, you get more. When, when you use what you've been given, you'll get more. God entrusts us with a few things. You use it well, he'll entrust you with more things. It might be, it might be more money. It's probably not, but it might be. It might be more influence, might be more stuff, might be more time, might be more opportunities, might be more people involved. You, you never know. But when you use what you've been given, he entrusts you with more. Well, here, back to the story. Here comes the third servant. Then the man that had received the one talent came. <laughs> Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you've not sown, gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid. I'm just going to let that line hang in for a minute. I was afraid, says the one-talent servant. 
So I was afraid. Because I was afraid, I went out, he goes on, I hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you, presents the master with the one talent. Maybe he thinks the master will yield a little bit. Then he'll say, you know what, I, I should have explained myself better what my goal was here. I probably should have written you a prospectus or something like that. It, it's not your fault, it's mine. I, I, I didn't, I, it, but the master has something else in mind. And the master's response is, well, he's furious. Matter of fact, it says that here in this next verse. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live, the master says. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. And then this next line from the parable that Jesus tells is one that has stuck with me for decades of my life. The master responds to the servant. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? He goes on. The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the one talent, the one that you hid in the ground, and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this play it safe who won't go out on a limb. Throw him out into utter darkness. Here's what I want us to learn about this passage before we walk out of here today. Failure is not doing it wrong. Failure is doing nothing. According to this parable that Jesus tells about what the kingdom looks like, failure is not doing it wrong. Failure is doing nothing. This guy doesn't get into trouble because he didn't do it right. He's accused of doing nothing, meaning I entrusted you with something. So do something with it. And the same thing is true for you and for me. You have been entrusted with something. It may not be what you want. It might not be what somebody else has. But you have a talent, a gifting, a personal passion, an experience, a heartbeat, something to help someone else out, something that you can use to love better. Failure is not to use it wrong. Failure is to not use it at all. One of the things that you see in the life of Jesus when you read, you read the Gospels, the biographies of Jesus, one of the things you'll notice is that every time, every time Jesus goes into a situation, the quality of life increases. Every time. The blind can see. The lame can walk. The sick are healed. The hungry are fed. The troubled are are given peace every time. And the church, the hands and feet of Jesus today, the church should be the exact same way. That every time the church and its members 
and his people. Go into any situation of life, the quality of life increases in that moment. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if Faith Christian Church became the kind of church that if we were to, for some reason, we had to close our doors and we went out of business, so to speak. Wouldn't it be cool if we were the kind of church that if that happened, that the community of Tuscarawas County would come to us and beg us to return because we did so much for the community. Because we made this a better place to live. We made the quality of life increase. That's our goal. We want the quality of life to increase because we are here helping people find and follow Jesus. That's what Jesus did. So let me just talk for a minute or two about this ministry fair that we're having today. Because when you leave here in a little bit, you're going to have a, a moment, and I'm going to invite you. I want you to participate in this. I want you to stick around for a little while this morning, walk out into the atrium, get a donut. That's why we brought them. So you've got an excuse to stand there and eat a donut. And I'm, you're going to have an opportunity out there in the atrium this morning to begin some conversations. What we've done is we've created some space for you to see some, this is not an exclusive list, but to see some of the ministry and service opportunities available for you to participate in here at Faith Christian Church. Today is a space for you to ask questions, to find out, how do we do that? Why do we do that? To get more information to find out about stuff you didn't even know was going on. And hopefully, hopefully today is a moment for you to say yes and to find your place to participate here at Faith Christian. Let me talk you through. There's 10 stations out there. Let me talk you through what these 10 stations are. You can begin thinking about, well, I want to go talk to this person before, when I leave. Here, here we go. The first one I want, we're going to talk about uh, is, I just called it hospitality. And this was probably the biggest and broadest of all of them. Our hospitality team, this is people who do everything from security did you know that right now there are some people who are part of this church who are not in here because they're out walking, making sure that no one's messing with your car, no one's coming in the building, it's not supposed to be coming in the building, making sure the doors are locked and your kids are safe. We, we have a security team. Yeah, that's going on right now. We need more people on that team. Security, uh, we need people who would, be, would love to stand at doors and shake hands and open doors for people as they come in. A welcoming team. A hospitality would also include um, the wonderful people who this morning made coffee that you've been drinking all morning long. Somebody's got to make that every Sunday morning. Or fix the communion that we're going to participate in in a little while. That's hospitality. There's more, than, more things than that, but that's, that's a starter. So that's one of the, one of the stations is hospitality. Um, another one is our worship ministry. Were you blessed this morning by the people who led you in music? Say yes or clap your hands or do something. Let me know you're awake. Yeah. Anybody? Was anybody? Hey, these people are great, but we need more people up here. And here's why. Um, we've got some great folks who have been a part of this ministry team for a long time that unfortunately are leaving. Matter of fact, one of the people who sang this morning, this is her last Sunday here. So she's moving. Uh, we've, we've had some college, or high school kids that have participated for years. They're off to college now. We're running short on people who, can, who, who are participating. We need you. Some of you can sing. We need your voice. Some of you got our closet full of guitars at home. Get it out, dust it off, get the fingers back in shape. We need you. Some of you took piano lessons when you were eight. You haven't touched a piano since then. Don't. We don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we can find a place for you. We, we, so if, if you're, uh, if, if you, any, you want to just ask a question, what would it look like? Josie's going to be at her station and, and the worship ministry, uh, Josie, our worship minister, she'll be out there this morning and she'd love to talk to you. Uh, another one is care ministry. 
Um, a care ministry, this is um, when a family suffers, um, dad's got to go to the hospital, and dad's in the hospital, so we're going to send some meals to this, this family's home for a week. This is the people who do that. Or um, someone passes away, we have a, a funeral dinner. These are the people who put that on and make sure there's enough food and bring food. If you would, could, would love to participate in that, some of you would be wonderful in that. Uh, Tammy's going to be at the care ministry station. She would love to talk to you about getting signed up to, to be a part of our care ministry. Um, Faith Kids, our, our children's ministry. We've got a phenomenal children's ministry, but we are, you've heard me say it many times, we are always short on people to make this, to the, bring, bring our, 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 our kids' ministry to the next level. We need teachers. We need people who can rock babies on Sunday mornings. We need people who, go, who would work on our vacation Bible school in the summertime. We need more hands on deck. Um, our faith students, same thing. Our, our middle school and high school group. Uh, Noah will be out there this morning to talk to you about how you can get involved with our summer trips, with, uh, with being a sponsor in our youth group uh, program. Um, uh, our tech team. Um, there's people wearing headphones in this room right now. Um, we need more people to wear headphones and run cameras and run slides. We'll get them working next week and, and run the soundboard so you can hear. And we've got these lights and we've got all these things. Uh, this broadcast goes out around the world. And we have people watching right now in different countries and in different states across the nation. They're watching. Or we'll watch this week, this service that you're, you get the benefit of sitting in the room. We need people to help pull that out. Doug um, has been coordinating our tech team for about a year now. He'll be out at, at his station this morning. Would love to talk to you about that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I, I did do that one twice. Okay. Uh, what was next? A tech team. Facilities. Uh, Ricky will be out to talking to, to people about our facilities team. Um, we, we, we need, the, the, one, the next one we're going to need for our facilities is, um, <clears throat> it was cold this morning, wasn't it? Vince said we're going to have to shovel some snow. So we need a snow removal team. We need people who in the summertime are mowing. We need people who are like, I, I can't do some of this other stuff, but I can, I can paint. You got anything that needs to be painted? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Um, we got things that break all the time. You know why they break? Because I work here. I break stuff all the time. And we need people who can fix stuff. Um, that's facilities. Um, our missions team, uh, Lori Keeney is, is heading up our missions team now. Uh, we're kind of getting that restarted after COVID and some other things. Uh, if you're interested in going on trips or being a part of that mission team, see her this morning. Um, groups, one of our stations out there is groups. Um, we have a couple of groups that are meeting right now. Our Tuesday morning ladies Bible study uh, meets at 930. Um, there's a, a, a young adult small group that is starting again. Actually, next Saturday night, they're going to meet on the second Saturday of every month. They're calling it second Saturday. What a great thing. Laura is heading up that ministry, or that second Saturday thing, uh, she'll be out there at the groups thing to answer your questions, get you signed up for that. And the last station we have out there, this is, I know that I'm going fast because we're running out of time. The last station we have out there, I just called Next Steps. And one of our uh, elders is going to be out at the Next Steps uh, area this morning. And this is for you. If the last couple of weeks you've heard us talking about things like baptism or how to participate in the, in the church itself, and you want to know what, how to take your next step to follow Jesus, to say yes to Jesus, that's a place you can go. We can begin a conversation with you about what it would look like and how you, know, we, how you can participate in baptism and be a part of it. That's your next steps. So that's, that's what's going on. So in a few minutes, not yet, we're going to have communion and all that stuff first, but in a few minutes, you're going to go out there and have a chance to do that. Let me close with a couple statements, and there's some really cool slides I made that have these things on them that you don't get to see, so look at them. They're on the monitors out in the, in the uh, atrium when you get out there today. Let me say this. We say yes. Here's my, my closing statements. We say yes because the church is a family and we all contribute. We say yes because God is honored when we use our gifts that he's given us to serve others. We say yes because serving 
puts the needs of others ahead of my own. And finally, we say yes because serving displays our deep love for others. That's the goal, isn't it? To love better. And every single one of us today, we have that opportunity. Our goal here, our goal is not to be the biggest church in Tuscarawas County. Our goal is to be the church that is the best for this county. Because we believe that Jesus is the best thing for this county. Let me pray for you if our community team will take their places. Father, this morning we hear this challenge. We recognize the opportunity. And we ask for you to give us the courage and the moment to respond. We thank you that as your people, as your children, that we get to participate in your kingdom. So thank you for not only saving us, but for using us to love better. As we come now to this time of communion, we turn our attention and our focus on the cross. For we see our king crucified, dying, taking with him our sins and our shame. We focus not only on the cross, but we focus on our empty tomb. Where the resurrected Jesus walked out proclaiming victory, our king proclaiming victory over our greatest fear, death. Victory over sin. And so we celebrate that now as we participate in the body and the blood of Christ. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.